Welcome back, Coffee and Combo listeners. It's your host, Liz Bullard. For those of you who are new to Coffee and Combos, welcome. This is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and other great conversationalists about wellness, politics, and activism. Caleb, founder and CEO of Lancashire Farms, joins me to discuss CBD, and he educates me a lot on this topic because I honestly don't know much more beyond some of the topical treatments and lotions that contain CBD products. We discussed this in this episode a lot about the stigma and education and policy around this product. And for us in Connecticut, as we currently go through legislation about cannabis use, I think it's important that we educate ourselves because a lack of knowledge can breed fear and can further perpetuate stigma. And so my takeaway from this episode is to do research, to have more conversation, and to just learn about things that I just don't know about. And so I was very grateful that Caleb came and he shared his knowledge and was very open about sharing his journey as well as his company. So for more about Caleb and his company, check out the episode bio. And remember to add three things to your cup to get you through your day and your week and find Coffee and Convos on Facebook and Instagram. Excited to be here. For those of you listening, Caleb is new to Coffee and Combos. He is the first time guest and he has a hemp farm called Lancashire Hemp Farm. And so there's an interesting story behind this name. Uh, Caleb, would you like to share? Yeah, as I was just saying, it was kind of a combination. We are located in Lancaster, Pennsylvania kind of at the heart of, you know, the biggest Amish community. And I'm also a big fan of Lord of the Rings. And so it's kind of a combination of uh, Lancaster and the Shire because we're, you know, a little bit of this uh, kind of Hobbit-like area, it seems. That's like super interesting. And I'm also very excited to have you because I do not know much about CBD. And um, as I was doing research from, um, so I'm in Connecticut and fairly recently, okay. I want to say the first legislation was like in 2015 where it was passed. And then there was like another legislation in 2017 that allowed for even more CBD products. And so it's still, I feel like very new here. I feel like there's also still like stigma. We often talk a lot about this legalization of recreational marijuana. And I feel like CBD gets lumped with that. And so I'm hoping to kind of like Mm -hmm. pick your brain on all these things, as well as um, learning more about your company. Yeah, great. Yeah, I definitely know a lot about CBD. And, you know, that really sprang out of my own personal experience. So I definitely am excited to share kind of in depth about what CBD is and, you know, how it can play a role in someone's life or medicine cabinet. Fantastic, fantastic. And Before we jump into all of that, I like to welcome all my guests with um, our first question, which is, are you a coffee or a tea person? I'm going to say both at this point. 
Um, oh. I do really, really love coffee. Uh, I used to actually roast coffee for a company here in Lancaster. So I, I really do love coffee, but I will say lately, maybe in the last year or two, I've been leaning a little heavier into tea and I don't know if that's just getting slightly older and not wanting such a intense caffeine buzz all the time or, you know, dealing with that. But, uh, I also have a really deep love for kind of just more of the tranquility and ritual of tea as well. Absolutely. And so like, I find that there's a, sometimes this connection between how we take our coffee and our tea. And so I think you summed it up really well, right? There's sometimes this tranquility with the type of tea you take. And it seems like, um, that's kind of like in your real house, this kind of like herbal, natural, just more of this relaxed type of um, lifestyle and point of view. Yeah. And I guess it also works out well because, you know, typically for me right now, I do coffee in the morning and then a lot of more of a tea in the evening. So just kind of, again, setting my body up for sleep and just calm rather than I, you know, I used to be way more like a thousand percent coffee all day, every day, you know, drink even a cup or two after dinner, but found mm -hmm. that was just kind of getting a little excessive. Mm. So share a little bit about, you know, how, how did you get on this path? How did your company get started? Um, yeah, really, I kind of became introduced to CBD. Um, man, I'm trying to think now what year that was. Let's say somewhere maybe 2018. And I have been going to counseling, um, dealing with some childhood sexual trauma that I experienced. And that was something I had learned in my late, like late 30s. Um, so I was going to counseling and was kind of working through uh, PTSD that I deal with. And my counselor was like, hey, have you ever heard of CBD? Um, which I had not. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with cannabis, but even that time, CBD was very new as well to the market. Right. So I tried tried that out and, man, really started to experience um, a lot of great benefits with just calming the, you know, anxiety, helping me kind of connect uh, internally with my emotions and really benefited my day-to-day -day mental health. Um, mm -hmm. And it just was such a spark that I was like, man, I want to be in this industry and it was, I guess, perfect timing because the farm bill um, was signed, you know, maybe a few months later in the end of 2018. So 2019, that's when I started uh, my own grow and started Lancashire. And that kind of snowballed pretty quickly and found myself um, kind of starting and leading a co-op of hemp farmers from Lancaster County. And most of them are Amish, I'd say nine out of 10. So we started this co-op together um, to just grow and sell hemp. And out of that, Lancashire um, grew and expanded into an amazing group of people now that we probably have um, 12 to 15 kind of members that work here and uh, are building the company. And that's really interesting the way that you lay that out, because it sometimes I think when we talk about like CBD or hemp, we don't look at it from like a farming perspective. And you talked about like a co-op, which I'm sure many people are familiar with as far as like farming or agriculture. And I think that when the people hear the term CBD or hemp, um, they think drug, right? They think the stigma of yeah. substances. And so I like how you kind of talked about 
um, CBD from this farm perspective, this co-op? Yeah, it's really a cool thing um, and a unique position that we're in. And we kind of act as the facilitator, um, processing center, drying, um, turning it into a retail-ready product. Because, again, we have a lot of great farming uh, land in Lancaster, especially with being part of the Amish plain kind of community around us. There's just so much um, knowledge about how to really grow plants well. And, you know, the Amish are great because they are also very like plant-based medicine. So when hemp became legal again for them, it made sense to kind of start growing this again. Um, Because interesting enough, a lot of the areas, you know, in Lancaster County used to be kind of the head and hub of hemp before it was illegal um, before prohibition. So we have areas around here, a town called Hempfield, um, Mm -hmm. different things like that, because hemp is kind of a part of the history of the area here. Really? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. So we're getting to kind of reintroduce a plant and farm it, um, you know, like it used to be probably decades ago. That's, that's very interesting. Um, because again, they, these are plants that have been around a long time, but we're just kind of now talking and learning and there's so much new legislation coming about. Um, how is, is Pennsylvania as far as legislation around like CBD and CBD products? Or is it more of a, a state that's been kind of like um, progressive or do you find like there's been a lot of resistance? Um, I'll say on the hemp side, Pennsylvania has been pretty supportive. Um, cannabis overall, we're still kind of behind. We have a medical program, but you know, we're not fully wreck and there are some pretty, you know, strict regulations still surrounding cannabis in general and THC, but from the CBD and the hemp standpoint, there has been a good amount of support. Um, it, you know, it's a very new industry, so it's definitely tough. And the regulations that are around it haven't helped that, I would say, mm-hmm. um, probably because of a lack of education, you know, on lawmakers, they're having to make laws for a plant that's being reintroduced. And they're kind of honestly just going off of all the old laws that used to be around, which, as we know, mm-hmm. in general, most of the laws that we have these days are just outdated um, and need to be reformed. And hemp definitely falls in that still. Um, I've been able to have some really good conversations with representatives in Pennsylvania and I'm actively working to help expand cannabis laws in general in PA. So there is some positive movement that's happening, very exciting things that'll allow CBD to become, we'll say more normalized, uh, will increase education and even accessibility for, you know, people that want to use it, but still don't quite know what it is. I I love how you touched upon like accessibility in education because, um, and as well as like the education of lawmakers, because I know sometimes in interacting with lawmakers when they were talking about CBD or the legalization of um, recreational marijuana, sometimes it's from this point of view as um, the scary thing that we don't want to come into our neighborhoods. And when you do a little bit of research, it's like, oh, okay, this is very different than just say street marijuana. And, you know, like you touched upon earlier, um, there have been people that have benefited um, as far as their mental health, physical health, 
from CBD and CBD products. And so I think kind of removing some of that stigma through education and building some awareness so people that are interested in this um, can access it and access it without feeling shame. And so um, kudos to you for um, doing your part in connecting with lawmakers. Yeah, it is kind of funny because I think my perception of lawmakers, I hadn't done anything, you know, involving kind of politics in my lifetime. And I guess you just assume people that are making the laws, you know, they educate themselves or they know a good bit about every kind of area. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as I began to have conversations, I was like, wow, there is just no knowledge about what the plant is about Mm -hmm. what CBD really does. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I kind of took it upon myself to, like you said, kind of play my part as helping educate, you know, local lawmakers to show, hey, this crop can really, you know, boost local economy for farmers. It's also Mm -hmm. good, you know, as a medicine. Um, And that's been a really kind of fun part that I've been able to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so kind of going in this education piece, I mean, can you tell people for that might say, like, what is this? Like, what is CBD? Um, Is CBD medical marijuana? What's the difference? So kind of fill us in on some basics that we should know um, in having this conversation. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Let's say we'll start with kind of just cannabis plant. So cannabis plant, um, you know, we like, I guess, to put labels on things. So cannabis can be cannabis marijuana. It can be cannabis hemp. Uh, same kind of family, just I like to compare it to similar, like you have red apples and you have yellow apples and green apples. Uh-huh. They're all still apples, uh, but each have different, you know, maybe flavors or taste profiles. Slightly similar with cannabis and hemp and marijuana, you know, they are cousin plants, very similar, but the hemp strain, we'll call that, or hemp cannabis does naturally produce a higher percentage of CBD. Um, and CBD is one of, I think there's about 200 some cannabinoids that you find in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, known to be anti-inflammatory, um, helping with anxiety and depression and just kind of an overall uh, mood calmer, as well as, you know, pain relief. So there's, you know, obviously a lot of studies even coming out every day of just the different ways that CBD can benefit. Um, So that's kind of what CBD and then obviously medical marijuana or THC, um, that has a higher percentage of THC naturally. So if you do look at, you know, if you would go to a medical dispensary and buy um, some higher THC marijuana, you'll, you'll find that there's still CBD in that as well, but it's kind of like their opposites. You know, there's a teeny Mm -hmm. bit of THC in a, a hemp plant and vice versa for a marijuana plant. And you know what's um, interesting that I didn't know here, I don't know if this is the same across the board, but like in Connecticut, if you have like a medical marijuana card and you go to a dispensary, um, I didn't know there was like a monthly limit on how much you can get. Is that similar um, if you know um, for where you guys are at as well? Yeah, that is similar on the medical side. Uh, I believe there is a daily or monthly limit of what you're allowed to get. Although I will say personally, I don't know if I've ever come close to reaching that limit because I think they do set it pretty reasonably high. Really? I didn't know that. And I like how you broke down 
kind of like how you use the Apple comparison, right? So you have, it makes it really easy to, to kind of say like, okay, they're similar. That's why they're lumped together, but there are differences because I think that they often are lumped together as one and the same. And um, I don't think that necessarily helps with the stigma of like, hey, we're trying to have this product be used to um, help people to reduce symptoms, reduce inflammation, you know, reduce mental health symptoms. Um, again, I think people kind of get stuck in that stigma of this is a drug. Um, how do you, how has that kind of been for you? Have you found that people mostly assume that CBD is some type of drug? And what do you do with that pushback when people are kind of confronting you and saying like, hey, is this a drug? This is a drug. Um, how has that been for you? Yeah, and that's a good question because, you know, we come from a pretty conservative area. Um, again, being Lancaster County, Bible Belt, kind of surrounded by Amish communities. So there is a lot more um, concern about, you know, what is this? Is it a drug? Um, so a lot of what we do is is education, you know, CBD is not psychoactive. So you're not going to get that kind of mental head high that people typically associate with marijuana. Right. Um, but yeah, there is still a lot of stigmas just because you're dealing with cannabis. And man, it's just crazy. The like, I guess how we grew up or maybe the last whatever 2030 years, how society right. has kind of labeled cannabis. And it's, it's just to the point where just everybody's just brainwashed, to be honest, you know, nobody right. has a clear view of what this plant does anymore. Um, and it is, yes, yeah, it's almost to the point where it's silly, where you're like, if you just do a little bit of research, um, the medical studies are just so obvious at this point that this is a medicine that can really help change people's day to day lives. Um, and it's crazy because right now, obviously the world is, in a pretty interesting space and everybody's struggling mm -hmm. uh, mentally, financially. So it's really a good time, you know, for cannabis to kind of come to the occasion because it offers just a lot of good benefits for people. Absolutely. And I think like what I hope people are learning from his last couple of years, as we talk about politics and information is you have to do your research. Because every, you know, sometimes people will push an agenda. And then when you look beyond the surface, it's like, wait a minute, there's this study that supports that it, it, it reduces this or it's good for this. And so I think it's really important to look past the stigma um, and just be open to being educated um, because there are so many studies that support how um, this plant can be used to help people. And it has helped many people to whether, again, it's the, with their mental health. Um, because not everyone wants to take a quote unquote pill or um, we'll say like traditional medicine. Sometimes people want a holistic approach or want something else. And so I think that it is kind of detrimental to not have all the options available for people so that they can make the best decision for them. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're looking for something that's not a pharmaceutical, um, you know, depending on your kind of lifestyle. But like you said, there's a lot of people that would prefer not to take pharmaceutical, you know, drugs for pain or mental health. And it's nice that there is actually an option out there that we should be able to have anyway. And it's, it is sad that, 
access is still limited, that laws are so convoluted at this point that, you know, some people in states are in jail for doing the same thing that across an imaginary line somebody else can do and make money mm-hmm. on. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, share a little bit about your products as well as um, one thing I've learned through kind of doing some research. So some have different percentages of CBD. Um, can you share a little bit about like what those percentages or those milligrams of CBD mean for someone that might be looking into, you know, where do I start as if I wanted to try products? Yeah. Um, so we do have kind of a different variety. Again, we want to be adaptable. Some you There's a couple of different ways that you can take CBD depending on kind of the benefits you're looking for and kind of your lifestyle as well. So you, you can treat CBD similar to like you would a marijuana plant where you can take a flower from it and you can smoke that. That's usually the quickest way to experience benefits because um, you're dealing straight with, you know, smoke into the bloodstream kind of thing versus if you decide to take a tincture, you're doing, you know, sublingual and then you have to usually wait 30 to 40 minutes before your body really processes that, uh, you know, similar to like if you would take a Tylenol. Um, so we've got a couple of different varieties, again, depending on what your preferences are. Um, we have tinctures, we do salves for more of topical pains for, you know, let's say arthritis and muscle pains, back pains. Um, we have gummies that are really um, popular and great for just kind of weekends and sleep. Um, those things will just, you eat a couple of those and you just have like a great night of sleep. Um, and then I'm trying to think, we do have capsules as well. We have vape cartridges, you know, for people that are more into vaping and smoking. So we kind of have a wide variety because we want to just be inclusive, um, no matter kind of what your lifestyle is. And then as far as percentages, yeah, typically, depending on the product, most things around 25 milligrams is kind of a good dose to start. So even if you're doing a tincture, I think if you do, you know, like a half a dropper or something is probably going to be around there, similar to gummies or capsules. Um, so that's kind of a good place to start for an entry level, it, you know, would be potentially a tincture um, or capsules or something like that. Absolutely. And again, I I like how you use the term lifestyle and as well as inclusive, Um, because I think that helps to, again, reduce that stigma and really push the education of, hey, like there are many different people that could use this for many different reasons, for many different purposes. Um, And so, again, just thinking about who that person is whether it's like, hey, they're out there, they're into more vaping, or again, needing that more topical for um, arthritis pain, whether it's joint pain. Um, so I, I think that's really smart to, again, target a way to be inclusive of all people who are interested in in participating. Yeah, we, we didn't want anybody to feel left out or Exactly like you said, we kind of want to fight the stigmas. There's more than one way to, you know, experience the benefits of CBD. And that's really what we're all about is just educating people because, you know, kind of the team here, we've all, we're just such believers in um, cannabis in general because we've all experienced just the major life shifts from, you know, being able to 
get the benefits of CBD and THC. So that's we just want to share that good news and offer products, you know, that, at a fair price that at a, that are real as well, um, and yeah, just really help people. Absolutely, and um, again, I think education is important with anything. You know, doing your research. And I'm, I'm really glad that you have been like open to talking, open to sharing, open to saying like, hey, this is our company. This is the product. Uh, I think that transparency is important because again, there, there's so much information out there. Some is true, some is false, some is just biased. And so um, again, having that, that education piece, that piece to just say like, hey, um, we're here to, so you can learn information. And so um, again, kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. If you had to tell anyone anything about CBD, like if you had like a message, if you had anything that you're like, if you don't learn anything else about CBD, this is what you should know. Um, what would you like people to know about it? Hmm, I guess probably the number one question that most people have is, you know, am I going to get high? Um, right. Which... I will say the answer to is no, CBD is not a psychoactive cannabinoid. So you're not going to experience any, um, you know, psychoactivity mental high. It is, you know, 99% body. Um, so you're going to get benefits mainly in your body. Um, so that's one thing that I really, you know, like people to know because it's important. There's a lot of um, people out there that don't enjoy getting high. They don't benefit from it and are that's not what they're looking for, but they do want to have some sort of plant-based medicine that can alleviate the stress and the pain. Um, and that's why, yeah, CBD is such a great um, kind of answer for that. And we want to make people feel comfortable with the product they're using. And so that would be kind of the number one of like, you know, you can feel safe using CBD. They can use CBD without experiencing that high. Uh, because I think that is kind of the number one question I probably get about CBD. Absolutely. And again, like when I typed in CBD to do research, that and is it legal? Like getting high in, in the legalities of it. And I think that just really shows how new it is. Um, and with anything that's yeah. new, it can be scary. Um, but but again, I think having people have the resources um, and the information because everyone is different. And like we touched upon in this episode, so, you know, listeners, if you're listening out there, I hope that um, if you're, you've tried CBD, you know, that you're open to sharing. If you're like, you know, I have this pain, I don't want to take pills. I hope this is just like an avenue for you to kind of look into and, and just judge for yourself. Is that this for you? Um, if you're struggling with mental health and you're just like, hey, I, I don't like the way the pills fit, make me feel, or I don't want to do that, or, you know, I've tried therapy, I've tried this, um, this is just another resource. And so, um, again, thank you guys so much. And if there's anything that you wanted to share about your company, what would you want people to know about your company specifically? Oh, yeah, good question. Um I guess I'd really want to know Lancashire and kind of our approach is all about sharing the pie. Um, and for mm -hmm. us, I guess what that means is, you know, as we build a company and we have a co-op and, you know, that we want to be able to share and pay everyone fairly here. So we're very intentional 
about you know making sure the farmers and the co-op get paid well um, because typically um, farmers are usually the least paid and least valued when they're offering pretty much all right. the value because they're the ones you know either growing food or medicine right. um, so that's that's a big deal around here is you know we want to make sure that everyone gets treated fairly and gets what they you know they work for and deserve um, and I guess as a company you know we're a lot more socialistic capitalism there's nothing wrong you know with making money we all need to but we want to do it with kindness with love and do it fairly absolutely and as a plant person myself, I, I like how you talked about um, the farmers because often whether, you know, what type of agriculture you're talking about, we don't think about farmers and their pay. And, um, you know, you would think they are more highly paid and highly taken care of, but that's often not the case. And um, yeah, I remember reading an article about farmers and farming and just the cost and how cost is um, kind of like they have to take out a loan first and then they have to reap the, the, the benefits later. And so just kind of thinking about just the cost of farming. Um, I, again, I think that's very important that you take that approach of making sure that the farmers are um, compensated for their work and for their time. And so also in thinking about legislation for those that are listening, thinking about um, what that looks like as far as from a farming or agriculture perspective, as well as from a product perspective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely value our farmers a lot and want to want to make that's kind of how we started. That's how I started kind of farmer first. So it's definitely um, at the center of who we are, as well as, you know, farming is tough, especially if you're wanting to grow in, you know, micro farming without chemicals, a lot of handwork. Um, you know, we put a lot of love and time into growing these plants in a way that, you know, is respectful to the earth and also beneficial for everybody. Um, and that definitely, you know, takes just a lot of hard work. And like you said, um, you're investing into a crop and that, you know, you have to grow that, you have to take care of it, treat it, process it. So it's a long road for the farmer. Um, so we, yeah, want to make sure that as we grow, our farmers grow with us. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I think um, that is a good place to pause and ask, have me ask you our final question. But before I do that, right. any last words, anything else you would like to share before I ask you um, my final question? Um, yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me. It's always great to just get to have a conversation again, just spread the word of CBD in general. Um, and I do always like to encourage people, you know, if you're struggling out there uh, and you're looking for alternatives to pharmaceuticals or, you know, you're just experiencing, you know, mental anxiety, you know, this is a great kind of tool to have in your tool belt or in your medicine cabinet. Um, it's personally changed my life. And I always like to just share that to encourage others to definitely check it out and, uh, you know, see if that fits in your lifestyle. Absolutely. And um, I've tried like some topical stuff because like my hand as far as like with the pandemic and like notes and writing, um, I've noticed like inflammation in my wrist and I no lie. I know like a lot of like the topical CBD treatments have been so helpful in just reducing that inflammation because like I don't want to pop like a, nice. a Tylenol or a leave every day. 
So again, um, I encourage yeah. everyone to do your research and, and see what's out there. All right. And my final question is what's in your cup? And so this is where I ask my guest and my listeners, what are three things that you are adding to your day to get you through your week, um, get you through your day, just add a little bit more joy to your life? And so, um, Caleb, while you think of your answer, I will give you my three. So the three things right. that I need to add to my cup, um, you know, I, I think I really want to add rest. You know, we have, we're coming up on a long weekend with Memorial Day, so definitely getting some rest. I really want to get some reading in. I've been staring at these books and they're just collecting dust, so I need some reading and um, I think just some nature, just to get outside. I want that just natural vitamin D, just to feel the earth and the wind. And so I think I really just want a holistic weekend of just reading, nature, and rest. Um, what about you, Caleb? What are three things that you need to get you through your day and your week? Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'd say one that I'd like to do a couple of days a week uh, would be yoga definitely something that um, I like to add to my week. I would also say meditation and that's, yeah, even though they're similar kind of, you know, one for the body, one for the mind. Um, And then I'd say, yeah, similar to you, it'd be getting outdoors is big for me, you know, just finding, finding a space uh, with less noise and, you know, not the, screens or just music or busyness of life but taking that space to just like get in the woods go for a walk or you know whatever that looks like absolutely absolutely so i i love it i'm glad this was just kind of like a relaxed episode very holistic so um again thank you so much for your time listeners remember to think of what three things do you need to get through your day and your week for more information on Caleb and Lancashire Farms. Um, It will be in this episode bio. Um, Caleb, take care and have a wonderful rest of your week.